As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Single Father Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Doniker. This podcast is dedicated for anyone out there who's dealing with mental health and fatherhood. You'll hear about my struggles, my defeats, my victories, my highs, my lows, my triumphs, my tribulations, and everything in between. I like to call this a collection of journal entries into my struggle in adapting to single fatherhood. Without further ado, let's take a look inside my journal, The Single Father Podcast. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and otherwise, it is your host, Father DZ, a.k.a. Kendall Doniker, giving you another episode of the Single Father Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me on today's episode. I got to tell you right off the bat, my gosh, was it such a hard effort to release. I had a bunch of technical difficulties um, shooting this episode. Um, you know, our Wi-Fi just wasn't syncing up with each other. So my producers went through hell trying to, you know, edit this episode and get it released to you guys. Um, but, you know, I enjoy the episode very much. Um, the sound quality is iffy at times, but when you really listen to Honey and um, what she's saying, it ends up just being a really amazing episode. Um, and we kind of really get into it. We get into the weeds of, well, first of all, I should just say uh, my guest on today's episode is honey maxwell tiktok star content creator um probably a future model she is wonderful to speak to really open and candid um she didn't hold back on any of her answers wasn't uncomfortable it was a really natural flowing conversation which i really love um and you know like i said we get into the weeds of it we got into relationship issues we got into ex-boyfriend issues we got into um you know mental health issues we really spoke about a lot and had a really long conversation and uh i enjoyed it thoroughly um and uh we recorded the episode a, a, quite a while ago but um you know again my producers were working on it i was working on it and then i kind of went on a little vacation and finally i got the episode released but yeah it was a, a, a long awaited project that I'm really happy about. And um, I, I'm just happy for you guys to get to know Honey. She's an amazing person. And uh, like I said, I, I hopefully a good friend now. I, I really enjoyed speaking with her. I'm going to shoot her a message uh, right after I record this, actually. But, uh, you know, just a little housekeeping right off the bat. Um, I released a Patreon. So you guys are familiar with Patreon. Um, I'd love for you guys to be a patron. Um, you know, check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash the single father podcast. There's a couple tiers you can join. 
uh, for $5 a month, just the price of a cup of coffee. You can support the podcast, make sure that we have opportunities to grow and bring more guests in the show and just keep everything functioning. I mean, like I said, it's the price of a cup of coffee. If you guys want to you know, support the podcast, if you like what you hear, if you're here for honey, that's fine. If you want to stay and stick around, I speak about relationships, mental health, fatherhood, really some good stuff, but it allows the op- opportunity for us to continue growing. Um, another tier is, you know, you could be a guest on the podcast. Um, you could, we could have a little venting session together. All you got to do is uh, join that Patreon. Um, you can email me at hello at ventpack.org. Tell me what you want to talk about and I'll get you on the, on the podcast. And, um, you know, but, uh, just to clarify, I'm holding, you know, appropriate and relevant topics. Um, it can be anything you want to talk about, but just keep that in mind. We're not going to, um, go into, you know, crazy left fields, but, um, I would love to have you guys as a guest on the podcast. And of course, at the end of the show, I'll do a, ask me anything. Um, all you gotta do is, uh, email me at hello at ventpack.org. Um, and, uh, that, that segment of our podcast is called mailbag. All you gotta do is in the subject line, type mailbag and ask the question that you want to answer or that you want answered. I'll answer it on the show anonymously or not. And, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, join the Patreon, check it out. I'll shout out some of your names at the end of each, um, at the end of each show. Um, it's, it's really good stuff. So check that out. Um, also, uh, make sure you follow us on our social media. Um, it's pretty much everywhere. It's a single father podcast, um, Facebook, Instagram. We have a single father podcast, uh, shop, which is really, really cool. I've been working on, uh, I've been working on the shop on Spotify, a lot of cool stuff on there. It's just shop.ventpack.org. Um, check it out, check out some merch. I'd be happy for you guys to rock the merch. Um, if you post the merch on your, uh, social media, tag me in it. I'll post you on my accounts. Um, so yeah, um, some good stuff there. So guys, without further ado, I think let's just get right into it. Um, I've had a long vacation and I'm ready to get back into the venting season with you guys. So without further ado, thank you for allowing me to vent with you. What's been going on? What you been up to today? Um, well, I was actually yesterday. So I work as a nanny for my sister. Um, so yesterday, her and her husband went to Disneyland with some friends. And then today they asked me to join them to go basically up to the mountains to go eat and stuff and just have like a family day together. So I went and did that today. And Damn. That's about it. As, as of today. But That sounds like, sounds super fun though. Well, thank you for joining me on the Single Father Podcast. Uh, again, I have Honey Maxwell here. She is content creator on TikTok, um, probably self-proclaimed model because she's so gorgeous. Um, how long have you been working for Victoria's Secret, by the way? I just asking. wish I was, but I'm not. Oh, Um, (laughs) well, I had a lot of people writing into me about you specifically and asking when I can get you on the show. I tried and I got her. Um, Tell me a little bit about you and your background and just kind of where you're from and things like that. So I am from which. Okay, well, first of all, I would just like to say that's crazy that people have come to you asking for me because that's just absurd to me. Like, I don't understand that. But thank you. Um. So I lived in California. I've lived here since I was like four. Um, I grew up in a smaller 
town, but my parents just recently moved to like the next bigger town over, uh, but have been basically living in a small town since like I was four. Not much goes on here. There's a lot of cows because I live in the Central Valley. Um, in California? In California. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just oblivious to California. I just don't imagine California having a lot of cows. Oh, yeah. So, Interesting. So I say California and we're like, oh, you're from L.A. No. Right, right. I'm actually, That's what I think, yeah. Like, I think I'm like, like, I'm like three hours away from L.A. But like. Really? Yeah, so people, I'm closer to like Fresno. A lot of people have heard of Fresno, but I don't live. I have heard of Fresno, yes. So I don't live, live in Fresno. I live 45 minutes away from Fresno, which is smaller. So I'm like, a lot of people don't know where my town is. And I'm like, well, yeah, nobody really hears of it. So I just, I usually say I'm just from Fresno because it's the next biggest city. Um, Till you lie, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll, I'll tell them, like, where I'm from. And they're like, where's that? It's like, okay, well, I'm from Fresno. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. That gives them, like, a general idea. Um, but, yeah. I Love it. I live here with uh, my family. Like, my entire family is basically here. So, we just keep each other company. And stuff. Yeah, you know, side note, I, I thought you had a kid at first because you're always posting this toddler yeah. on your on your social media but it's your niece yeah. is that correct yes so i don't have kids of my own a lot of people have asked me that like the other dms are like is that a kid I'm like no like it kind of is like i would I yeah like i completely thought i like to say that my sister's kids are my kids but they're not i i have two nieces but i'm mm-hmm. taking care of them like they are my own kids like when my sister's on her own or they need like the extra hand I'm there, which is why my sister hired me to be her nanny because she does the trust daycares and stuff. So when she asked me, I was like, yeah, I'm off. Mm. Like, why not? You know? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I understand that fact though. When I was, when I had uh, my kid and when I was looking at different daycares and things like that, it was very much kind of hard for me to entrust in someone, you know what I mean? With your child. And I wish I had a lot of like family around me. The, the only family I really have that could be able to watch my daughter is she's like, it's my Nana and she's like 72. And surprisingly, I don't trust her. <laughs> but that's definitely like, that's just a parent thing. And I understand that, you know? Nah, no, it's just because she does like suspicious things. Like she'll, she does, she's very traditional. She'll like, you know, let me put some alcohol in her gums when she was, you know, a younger and teething, which is you think it's normal, but I'm like, ah, not really. But that, but it's like kind of the amount of alcohol that she put on the <laughs> the tissue. To, questionable. Like, questionable. Yeah, it was very questionable. Anyways, I wanted to ask you, like, what, uh, what made you kind of start with TikTok? Because you are very popular. I know you say it's hard to believe um, that people would request you, but I did have a lot of requests from you. And you know, looking at your prop, uh, your profile i it's kind of hard to believe you wouldn't think people would regress you to be honest so i it's so funny that you asked so i started tiktok i didn't have a tiktok for the longest time like i didn't hop on that the the trend of like the app because like what tiktok came out when um like covid hit kind of you know um yeah my sister she was like oh download tiktok so i can send you videos and stuff and i was like no i don't want another like social media app like on my phone i don't want it um Definitely. Ended up downloading it like months after that and had my account for like a little while, but never really posted anything. And the things that I did post were just like things when I was bored. Um, 
at that time, I was living with a boyfriend who ex now, but I was living with a boyfriend. We had had an apartment together and all that stuff. Um, we ended up breaking up. But I remember telling him when we were together and I created my TikTok account, I was like, don't mess up. I was like, don't mess up because one day I'm going to blow up on TikTok and you're not going to be able to run away from me and you're going to see me everywhere. And I would joke about it. But and look at you. I joke about it like that. And then um, <laughs> it, was, it was a joke. And I didn't really mean it seriously, but I really did not start posting until after she and I had broken up. And then my very first... Because you wanted to prove that shit, right? You wanted to prove that shit. Yeah. You're like, fuck you. I'm going to blow up. Yeah, I guess I was doing it to prove like a point or something. I don't know if I was just being petty yeah. or whatnot, but I really was doing it just like for fun. Like after we broke up because I had moved back home. I left everything that like I built up for like with him, moved back home. And I was like, well, Darren, like now what? And so I got bored and I started, you know, like playing around on TikTok. And then I guess, yeah, in a, in a way I was being a little petty. But the, my very first yeah. viral video that, like, blew up was just me talking shit. Like, I should have just, like, mm. louding. I love it. I posted it. Was it the one? Uh, I'm sorry, but what is it? Was it the one where you're like, I was with this dude and he answered the phone and some bitch was there or something no. like that? Yeah. No. I saw that one. I, that okay, was okay. my most recent one. And that was just a random. Yeah. Uh, my very first viral TikTok video was... It, if you scroll all the way down, like it's all the way at the bottom. I'm talking like this was like last year around September, I want to say. Yeah. And it was, it was, and I, I said, I was like, I came here to say one thing and one thing only. Like, do what, take it how you will, do with it what you will. I said, um, what was it? It was like, if his homies cheat, he also cheats. Have a nice day. And then I cut the camera and then I put and that one was just for funsies. Yeah. It was just for funsies. But I was also throwing shade because I really hated my ex's friends. Like, I hated most of them. A ton. And I right. posted it. And I was just like, whatever. That one's, like, kind of funny. I thought it was funny. That one was just for, like, shits and giggles. And then next thing I that know. That is funny. Next thing I know, it was, like, blowing up. Like, I checked my phone, like, 10 minutes later. And it was already, like, starting to, like, climax. And I was like, what just happened? Like, I did not even... I didn't expect it to blow up the way that it did, but it did after that one. And then after that, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> would would you say the takeaway lesson is if you want to blow up, talk shit about your exes? Would you say that's the takeaway? No, that's not even the takeaway. I would just say, just post this dice. Because all of the... Like, yeah, you can. People don't um, like relatable things. You know, people like really. Yeah, absolutely. That one. Absolutely. I got a lot of attention from men too, who were like, oh, you're just insecure. Da, da, da. And I was like, I said, take, take it as well. Like if you're mad about it. Absolutely. About it? Right. Um, so and then you're doing some shit, obviously. So I was with that one. I was kind of just like, well, I don't really hear what anybody has to say. This is just from my experience, which is why I said, take it how you will. Um, so. But I would just say, like, if you're posting on TikTok and you're posting just content and stuff, it's it's very good to be just authentic in yourself. Because that's, that's some shit I would say around my friend group. Like, that's that's just stuff that I would say. So if you want to... Absolutely. If you want to, like, build your content, you want to be able to just really just be yourself because that's what's going to attract, like, people that are like you. 
And you want to have an audience that can relate to you because if you can't find an audience that can relate to you, you're going to get like a bunch of different weird people. Well, I mean, and it's fine. I completely agree. Some people are more negative than others and you don't really want that. So the, the key is to just really be yourself and let the people that are like you find you. That's, that's what I've. You, you know what I really love about your, your TikTok though, and kind of your persona in general is you're, I feel like you are really authentic because you know, it, it's everyone's experience is going like scrolling through TikTok and you see the same person doing the same video a million times in a row. And I'm like, okay, it's, you know, it's cool. And I, I get it. And there is an audience for that, but I think there's more of an audience for authenticity and doing something different. Like, you know, the first person to do something, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like you, you kind of have that vibe to you where it's, it's authentic. I don't see you really following everyone else's trend. I feel like you just, you're, you're doing your own thing, which I really love about you. So much. Um, there was, I've seen a lot of stuff on TikTok that like try to help people grow their TikTok. And a lot of them are like, you want to build a niche, like stick to a niche stick with that, like, you know, for yeah. I can't do that. I'm one of those people that mm. I can't really do the trends. Like there, there will be some trends where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I can't put myself into that trend because I literally can't relate to it. You know what I mean? And it's not that I'm going to trust gotcha. myself. Like there's like trending sounds, some of them, which I really love. I can't do just because I'm like, well, I'm not going to make something else try to relate to that because that's not really, yeah. like that's not, that's kind of fake. So I don't really want to do that. So the whole pink and niche thing, like try to follow a format, like it, it wasn't for me. I, I did that in the beginning of my TikTok and like some of them did well, but I feel like the more that I did TikToks, the more that I would speak and just be myself on camera. That's the ones that like really blew up and people would mo interact more to it. So I like that. Oh yeah. I, authenticity wins uh, all the time every time. So I, I completely agree with you. Uh, well, one of the things I was going to ask you though, and you know, my podcast is about talking about, you know, mental health relationships and so on and so forth, uh, is reading in between the lines. It seems like you are you like you're single now. Yeah. I and, and I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be blunt. It seems like your ex was, was he a cheater? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it was complicated. Um, mm -hmm. I take responsibility for, for the way that I've handled things just because it would have been easier to leave. You know, there's always that, well, you should have just left. And I've heard that so many times before. And it's like, you're right. I should have left, but I didn't. And these were the consequences of me not leaving. And so you, so you took him back the first time is yes, what you're saying. I did. Mm -hmm. It was just. But I mean, there was a lot of love there. So I was like, well, if you're really sorry, yeah. you should work on it. But. Well, how long were you guys dating for? Uh, before he cheated or like throughout the entire relationship? Uh, but, stop, stop, stop. Before he cheated. Before. I don't even remember. I want to say we were together for a year before he cheated. We were together for a year, like a solid year. Okay. Well, that I don't want to say that makes sense, but I will say that. You know, if you built up something with someone, you're living with them, right? And then, and which I think, by the way, and I don't know him, so I can say that it's disrespectful on his end. Okay, he's living with you. Okay, but and and uh, 
That's why I'm saying yeah. the compliment. Oh, okay, gotcha. But like, there was still a lot of love there. I was like, okay, well, if you really, if you really want to make this work, then fine. I'll give you, you know, another chance, whatever. Um, but yeah, go on. Yeah. Go on. Still, the connection, if we were together, well, I, you know what I mean? It was like, a, yeah. it was like a little. Yeah, there is a lot. It was a hiccup. But was it one of those things where, you know how you see those girls who are kind of like, which I don't know if I agree with or not, but they're like, what would you do if it was like the, the like first month of you guys dating, he cheated on you and he admitted it to you and now you guys are a year in and that was like the first month, that would be easier to get over. Or was it something like you guys were deep in and he still fucked up? Which was it for you? It was like we were deep in and like he fucked up and I was, I was kind of like, really? Yeah. I was like, well, damn, like if, if he had cheated like sooner, like um, say a month in, I would have, it would have been like, I don't play games like that. And obviously you're going to be doing that already a month in, like what could you do later on? You know what I mean? So yeah. That's how I. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Um, but a year in, I was like, do I really, can we like, is it re- are we really going to throw that away? And he, he did the thing where it was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, things like that. Like, he really did apologize. And I thought he was being very genuine with his apology. And he did the things that was like, I promise, like, I'll change and I'll do better. And, like, I won't let him up again. Like, and for a little while, it was really good. Like, for a little while, you know, he really did try to work on things. But I think it was just, it, it, it got really toxic, though, like, after that. Wow. So like, it, it, I'm unfortunately I'm drinking wine and not tea. But tell me the tea. So like, did how did you find out? Was it there was he upfront or did you okay, just find so out? Here's where it gets complicated. So have you, have you seen Friends? Have you seen Friends? It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rachel and Ross were yeah. on a break. The break, yeah, exactly. So what they were on a break. Okay, so that's kind of what happened in my situation. So oh, so he had asked for a break right but in the very beginning mm. of our relationship we had talked about break being in a relationship and he was always very set on right i don't believe in breaks like what are breaks in a relationship like if we're in it together like we're gonna work through whatever like there are no taking breaks so right later on in the relationship he asked for a break and i threw that in his face and i said why do you want a break he told me you don't believe in those so why are you asking for one now and right. I tried to be as understanding as I could. And he said, like, you know, it's just things are like too much for me. I just need some time like alone. Da, 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 da. Which is funny because like we weren't living together. He was living in Fresno and I was living like 45 minutes away. So I was like, this is kind of odd, but I'm going to respect you and like give you that because this is what you're asking of me. And I tried to be as supportive as I could be, you know, being a girlfriend. Um, so I said, yeah, you know, like, take whatever mental breaks you need, like, whatever. Um, he told me, like, I'm not doing this because I want to sleep with other people. That was red flag number one, because I had not even brought that up. But he brought it up himself. Right. He he brought it up. He brought it up. So, yeah. okay. Like, okay, I'm full trust, like, whatever. Do what you got to do. I think the break lasted, like, a solid three days. So he had slept with the girl like within the first night of breaking up with me or the second night of breaking up with me. And then came back, like drove to my house and came back like devastated. And I was just like, what is going on with you? And he was like, 
I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to break. Like, I, it's you. It's only you. Like, like, it's, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I swear, like, I, I realized, like, if it's not you, like, I don't want to just sleep around with, like, random bitches, da, da, da. And I was like, he brought that out again, like, just randomly. And I said, well, so did you sleep with someone? And he goes, no, no, it's nothing like that. But I'm just saying. And I was like, okay. Mm. I was like, okay. But you ain't dumb. But Honey Maxwell ain't dumb. All right, go ahead. Like, I caught that. Yeah. So he said that. And then um, he drove me back to his apartment. He was living with his sisters at the time. Like, they all shared an apartment together. But he drove me back there. And we were supposed to go out with, like, a couple of friends that night. The night that we got back together after, like, being on a break for three days. Um, and I get to his apartment. And I swear, like, this was, like, the most mind-blowing shit that I've ever experienced in my entire life. So I walk into his room. And, like, the bed's, like, made, but, like, messy made. And I'm putting my stuff down. And I see a condom wrapper on his dresser. And then I see a pillow. Oh, my God. A pillow stuffed um, between his bed frame and the wall. And then I open up his drawer, and it was a picture frame that I had created a collage of pictures of us tucked inside his stock drawer. And I oh my was God. shaking. I was, like what the f- is this and he was like no it's not what it looks like i swear i said why is there a pillow right there like what is that yeah for? i was like and why is our picture put away i was like and what is this condom wrapper doing on your dresser and he was like first he was like first let me go shower all right i was like shower you want to go shower i was like you have all this evidence right in front of me and you want to go shower so whatever, he goes and showers and I'm like freaking out in his bedroom. And like at this point, I'm like, Duh. oh my God, crying, yeah. just pissed because I already know. I already know. So I'm going to ask him, obviously, he gets out of the shower and I go, what, what is going on? What did you do? I was like, what did you do? And he was like, no, I was using the condom to like, you know, like, like basically like please himself. But he was, eating, I was like, beat his meat. And I was like, yeah. you're an effing liar. I was like, you're lying right yeah. now. I was like, how are you going to sit here and lie to me? I was like, there's no, there's literally a pillow like tucked between your bed frame and your wall. And our picture's put away. I was like, how are you going to sit here and lie to me? Yeah. Just be honest. And he was like, tried to go with that line for like, I don't even know how long, like a good solid 10 minutes before I started just like going in on him. Like, what the fuck did you like? I mean, I was going crazy. And, um, he then finally said it, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, so, okay, yeah, I slept with somebody else." And I was like, "Okay," I was like, "You're trash." I was like, "I cannot fucking believe you." I was like, "You're a liar, and you're cheating, you're a snake." And he was like, "Well, we were on a break." I was like, "Bro, but you literally said that you weren't gonna do this on the break." I was like, "So, you're not a cheater, but you're a fucking liar, and that maybe that's worse." So I was like, "That's worse," and you're sitting here lying mm. about it. Mm. Um. Yeah. And then I asked who it was because I had an idea about who it was. And I think oh, shit. I kind of knew who it was because there was this girl from his workplace that was like messaging him. And I would tell him like, I don't, that's not comfortable with me. I was like, take her off. Cause like she was on his Snapchat. I was like, take her off. So he did. And then one day I was on his Snapchat cause we were yeah. together. Yeah. He, had me, he handed me his phone and like, she was right back there, like in his chat screen. And I was like, what is she doing back there? Why is she there? Like, it had already told me he took her off. She's like, oh, well, maybe, like, she added me back and then took her off in front of me. 
Um, so that night that that happened, I was like, well, who did you sleep with? And he was like, nobody that you know. Like, it was just random. Like, I downloaded Tinder and da-da-da-da. I was like, so you're telling me you downloaded Tinder and found a girl in, like, two seconds. I was like, that's, no. I was like, let's be fucking real. I was like, that's not what happened. And he was like, no, I swear, like, it was something from Tinder. Like, I don't even know her. I didn't do that. I was like, all right. Like, just sitting there trying Try letting him think that I believed it. Um, the entire time I knew who it was, uh, but I was trying to let. Him. So it was that girl. I didn't. He didn't confess to it until like maybe like three months later, because he was having like a mental breakdown and anxiety and did not. And he decided to tell me, like finally tell me who it was, in the middle of us hanging out with my family. Like, we were all hanging out with my family and in my living room, in my house, just randomly hanging out. And he sat down and he was having, like, a panic attack. And he sat down and goes, I'm so sorry. And I was like, where are you coming from? And he was like, I I lied to you and you know who it is. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, the girl that I slept with, you know who it is. And I was like, no, I don't. I was like, you told me it was a girl from Tinder. Like, honey, you know who it is. It was the girl from work. And we were sitting on the couch and he was telling this to me quietly while my entire family was like in the living room. And I, I started laughing. I started right. laughing. I was like, this is the worst fucking possible time to be telling me this shit. So I was laughing. I was like, yeah, I was like, honestly, I was like, you can go fuck yourself. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And I was laughing. Got up from the couch and went to my room and cried or something. And I remember walking walking into my room and comforting him because I was like... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It was so fucking bizarre, but like you're literally having a mental breakdown. I was comforting him the entire time throughout the entire oh process. Like it was me trying to comfort him and all that shit. And I oh was my like, gosh. what the fuck am I doing here? So like the, to- the, the toxicity came after all of that. Like I really, I want to say that I really tried to make things work afterwards. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This podcast is sponsored by Keys AI. Guys, if you're single or struggling with dating, I think you're going to be very interested in what I have to say next. If you've ever used a dating app, you know that they're a huge pain. But what if I told you that there was a virtual wingman that worked on every dating app? That's exactly what the guys over at Keys AI have built. Keys AI is your virtual wingman that suggests exactly what to say to land your next match. I've used Keys AI on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, and let me tell you, it is an absolute game changer. I won't even use dating apps without it now. If you want to start getting more dates immediately, then download Keys AI for free at the keys.ai or search Keys AI in the App Store. Guys, what are you waiting for? Download this app today. I got Honey Maxwell here, again on the Single Father Podcast. I was talking to her. We lost a little uh, uh, connection there, but she was basically telling me how she uh, uh, basically she got manipulated into babysitting 
a baby, really. She was she had manipulated into like dating a baby, a child, um, yes. which is pretty awful. And I think the last the last thing you said there was you were going into your room and you had to basically comfort him after yeah. he just admitted to cheating on you with the woman that you knew. Yeah, yeah. which is awful. And we, we we can get off the subject soon, but I just wanted to like point out how just awful that is and how he sounds like a, a typical fuckboy. Horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> and the funny thing is about that, though, is that I didn't tell anybody. Like, I did not tell a single soul that that happened. Um, so I was keeping it all to myself, trying to really? deal with it. Yes, on my own. And it drove me insane. Like, it literally drove me crazy because he didn't really want me to tell anybody, obviously, because they would be like, honey, leave him. Um, so I kept it to myself and I tried to deal with it on my own. And for the longest time, it literally just drove me mad. And he knew that it drove me mad. Like, I started acting like a psychopath person. Um, and when I finally, when things finally ended between us, I finally told, like, my best friend. Like, my best friend that I tell everything to, I didn't tell her. And so when we ended the relationship, I finally told her. And she just looked at me and she was like... You've been going through all that on your own and you didn't tell me. And I was like, because I knew what everybody would say. You would, you, everybody would tell me to leave him and I wasn't ready yet. I was like, I, I, I guess I wasn't ready and I didn't want anybody to know. He didn't want me to tell anybody. So I did. And she just, the, the amount of pain that she had for me when I told her was like sickening. Like it broke my own heart again, all over again when I had to tell her. And her it went, after I told everybody and they kind of just looked at me and they were like I can't believe you went through all that and I was like yeah well <laughs> the shit you do for love I guess but yeah but did it crazy. did it kind of did it kind of empower you when you finally said okay this is enough like did you feel good about it like did you feel like okay this is this is what always needed to happen yeah like the night the night that I left that story was crazy to you like I'm telling you the entire relationship after me finding out that he had slept with a person he literally told me not to worry about, it changed the relationship in a way where it was like, we had bad days that were really, 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 really bad. And we would just not leave each other alone. And then they, we had really, really, really good days that made it seem like, okay, this is definitely worth fighting for. But the bad days um, started to outweigh all the good stuff um, towards the end. And I think that's what made me yeah. finally, finally like, go and the the night that i left that story was insane and i tell it to people when they ask and i'm they they're like what the hell and i'm like yeah but i mean when i finally finally left it, it did take some time for me to like be certain of that decision because there's still a part of me that was like well what if this isn't right what if i'm supposed to stay and fight for it um and that lasted for maybe like a month or two after like me actually leaving um, but when it was all done, mm. I think it was, it was really just, I was like, I'm never going back to that ever. Like ever. No, no, <laughs> how would you? Why should you ever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds just really awful. Um, it, so it sounds like your, your ex there was having like a little panic attack, but have you ever had struggles with like mental health or anxiety attacks before in the past uh, or no? I, I have had, so in high school, I'm 23 now, so this was like years, I want to say. Mm. Um, in high school, I want to say my freshman year, I started started getting really, really bad anxiety. Um, 
I was even even as a kid though, I was always kind of like a very shy and nervous kid. Like no matter what I did, I was always kind of nervous. But when high school came around, it really like it really peaked it, and it peaked in a way that was so uncomfortable. And I don't really understand how I did any things, any of the things that I did do in high school because I had such bad anxiety. But I really went yeah. through a lot of depression too. Um, oh. At one point, I like begged my parents to let me go on home studies because I could not deal with the fact that I had to go up like get up every day out of bed and go to school. Like it just really put a dent in a lot of things. Like I was so unhappy with it all. And I, I begged my parents, I was like, please let me go like on home studies. And they, they were so against it because they worked a lot. So they're like, no, because like, we can't be here for you. Like when you're home by yourself, like teaching yourself things and done it like that. And I was like, okay. So I really pushed through, but for as long as I can remember since high school, I dealt with really bad anxiety and depression. Um, even before, like, what were you? What were you depressed about, though? Like when you say, like I just can't deal with it all. What? What was? What were the things that you couldn't deal with? See, that's the thing. I don't have like real answers for that. Like I am. So I tell people this all the time, mm. and it's like it's. It was that type of thing where it was like you don't really know where it's coming from because I didn't have a bad life. Like I didn't grow up like you know in an abusive household or anything. Like there was no real like. Right. Um, like tangible reason for me to feel the way that I felt. It was just, it just, that's how I felt. Um, And even explaining that to my parents for the longest time, because they knew that I, there was something off and they couldn't really understand it. So they would always ask me like, what can we do to help you? Like, how are you feeling? Why are you feeling this way? And I didn't have answers. And it, it caused like a really bad breakdown for me at one point. And my parents were so confused and they, they felt sorry because they didn't know what they could do to help me. Um, they they ended up like having me ch- try try out therapy and go to a therapist. And I went for like three sessions and then I said, no, it's fine. Like, I don't want to be like that. Like, I don't need it. Like, I'll fix myself or whatever. Um, and it took a long time. Mm. It took a long time because I didn't go back to therapy after those three sessions. And I just kept feeling the way that I felt for the longest time. Um and eventually, eventually, I just had to sort through my own shit. Like, I really had to sit down with myself and be like, okay, well, what's really going on here? Uh, before I finally, like, dug myself out of it. I I would say that I'm not as depressed now. Like, I don't really feel the way that I once felt. Um, yeah, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm not very anxious either. Like, so, some days I'll have more anxiety than other days. But normally, I'm, like, okay. But I went through that in high school and there there was no explanation for it. There wasn't a real solid reason for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm feeling like this or whatever. It was just one of those things that just came up and and I, I couldn't really explain it. I get like that all the time where you just kind of don't even know really why you're depressed. You're just kind of like, hey, I think I'm depressed this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you really can't point at, like you could say, oh, I think it's this, but then you really don't know. I, mm-hmm. I completely get what you mean. But what, what was the deal with therapy, though? Why didn't you like it? Was it just the person? Was it the, the like, was it just the fact that you're going to therapy that you didn't like? Well, what about that was kind of like unappealing to you? Yeah. So I had a really bad attitude um, when I was a teenager, <laughs> like really bad. Like it yeah. was. It was so bad that my parents were just like, okay, she can do whatever she wants because we're not going to deal with it if she, like, goes off. Um, 
And I reflect back on that now. And I think about the times that I did go to therapy for those three sessions. And I was so stubborn because I didn't want to be helped. Like I wasn't ready for someone to come in and say, here are all the things like that you need to work on. Because like, initially that's exactly what it was. Like now that I look back on it, like I was just so unhappy with myself, I think. And when yeah. I, when my parents said therapy, I was like, what the F? I was like, I'm not going to go. I ended up going just to see like if that would help them feel better. Cause I really did feel like shit for making them feel like shit for not being able to help me. So I went hoping like, oh, like, you know, like maybe, maybe this will make them feel better. Make like, let them see that I'm like, I'm, I want to get better, but I really wasn't in, in a place of like, like readiness to get the help. So when I went and I sat down with the lady, I was like, so stubborn. I didn't say a word. We sat there for like an hour. We had like an hour session and she was like, okay, just let's just talk. And I said, okay, and stopped there and did not say a word. And I was like, I don't really want to do this. Like it wasn't, my right. attitude was like, I'm, I don't need this. Like I don't need there to be like, I'm fine is what it was. Like my brain switched and I was like, I don't actually need this. Like I don't want to be here. Um, I ended up going twice after that first session and this like the second time I talked a little bit more and the third time I did talk a little bit more and I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. Like maybe, maybe this is a good thing. And then my brain switched back and I was like, actually, no, I don't need it. Like I can fix myself. It's fine. So then I didn't go back and then I started doing things with things like on my own or at least I tried to. I was in a rut there for a little while. <laughs> Couldn't be honest. With yeah. You, but. Those were all personal decisions. Like I had so, every person in my family like tried to help me and I was not ready to receive help yet. And that's what it came down to. I just wasn't ready. I thought I didn't need it. Like I could do it on my own. Um, I was very against like listening to others' advice because I was like, you don't really know though. Like you don't know what I'm going through. So how can you give me advice? That was the mindset that I had um, for the longest time. So, yeah, I get it completely. It, it's interesting because when you feel like that, you kind of feel like, well, listen, I, I, I really I, I really do uh, like connect with you on that because I, mean, I was going through therapy a little bit as a teenager, kind of a similar situation. But like I was like, dude, I, I don't want to do this. Like, you don't really know what I'm going through. I feel awful and I don't really, really want to talk to you. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't want to talk to some stranger. Yeah. Who's saying like these are the things that's wrong with you and yeah. although i do support therapy like i give it i completely get what we're saying because like it's like yeah i i don't want to talk to some stranger i don't want to talk to anyone period mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah kind of, i i i get it and you're just kind of like a little angry i was a pretty bad teenager myself like i i was kind of <laughs> angry and just I don't know. You think that like, you're right about it. It's only until you get older. You're like, yeah, maybe, maybe they were right a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that was me for the but, longest time. So I get it. And now that you're living with your family, though, do you feel like your family was I mean, were they instrumental in your kind of anxiety or depression or do they really wow. help you in kind of figuring that out? What, what, like, are you close with them or no? Oh, I'm so close with them. Like my family, and I like when people who don't come from like close families come to my house and see how my family is together they're kind of like what is happening here like they get confused yeah um 
Yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, this is how we are. Like, we're all friends. Like, yes, he's my dad, but he's also a buddy. And yes, she's my mom, but also we like to talk shit. Like, like that's how my family yeah. is. Like, we're just very close. Um, we were always like that. Mm. Obviously, no family is perfect, but we all really grew into it. And we all, I don't know, I guess since since getting older, we all kind of just started trying to under, understand each other better. And so, yeah, like now we're all just like a Brady bunch. Like that's what we call ourselves. Like there's not much of us, but like we're really a Brady, like we're so close. It's kind of insane. I love that. I love that. Really. I really do. I know I, I get what you mean because sometimes I feel jealous when I go over to people's houses and their families are all like together or whatever, you know, yeah. and then it's kind of like, wow, I really admire and, and want that. And it's something that I really strive for with my daughter as well, because, because I mean, obviously I'm a single father mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I share custody with my daughter, but one of the things I really kind of strive for is to make her feel like she can tell me anything like we're, like we're best friends, basically, you know? Yeah. It's um, very important. It scares me sometimes because she can really like, you know, she can scare me. Like she <laughs> yells at me, but like, <laughs> um, she, you know, I really do want to make her feel like we're, we're just best friends. Yeah. And I, that's what, what you described is exactly what I want. Yes. So, I hope it, I hope it's like that. And then, and your your dad is kind of like that too, from what I gather, right? He's really supportive. Yes. You can feel like you can tell him anything. Oh yeah. Um, like like I said, we were always like that for for a long time. My parents were very like into work, like they just worked a lot. Um, so being able to talk to him wasn't really like one of those things that my sisters and I would do, just because they worked so much and they were always so stressed out about like you know just parenting things, you know. And I, my sisters and I, really like relied on each other growing up. Um, but now that my parents are older and that us girls have gotten older, we've all kind of. I guess my parents realized like, oh shit, like my kids like need me more than just like to be, you know, like someone who puts the roof over their heads and puts food on the table. Like we really need to be like their friends. Like we need to be someone that they can come to and stuff like that. Um, So I don't know, somewhere along the way, my parents just like switch roles instead of just being like working parents, they were just like, everything they turned out to be everything that like a kid would really want it's kind of weird to say that because growing up I really looked up to my parents but they it was hard to like talk about things with them um so so it was it was kind of weird growing up but not in a bad way just in a way that I felt like I couldn't really communicate my feelings and they like actually listen um but now that we're all older when I tell them things and I talk to them they sit there and they're like okay well yeah like, I get that. Like, this was what I did when I was a kid. And, like, you're about that same age. So, like, what do you think you do? And, yeah. you know, they, they help advise more now, I would say. Um, but it did take work from my end, my sister's ends, their ends. Like, it, it really takes everybody to want to make it work that way and not just, like, one person. You know what I mean? So I should quit my job is basically what you're no, saying. No, 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 because my parents still work. My parents still work a lot. Um, they, they're they very mm-hmm. hard workers. Um, but like, like I said, like growing up, like they worked so much. Like I really rarely ever saw my mother. Like she worked all the time. And my dad was the dad that mm. that would cook dinner, you know, clean, clean up the kitchen and stuff and like make sure we were in bed showered and like he did all like the motherly things i would want to say like he he did all the motherly things because his job was was like 
he would wake up at three in the morning and then be home by the time we got off for school. But my mom, she worked like like wow. six in the morning and then wouldn't get home until like after we were already in bed because of curfew. So it was kind of like that. Um, so they worked a lot and they tried to be there. Uh, my dad was very present though. He's very present. Like, because his job allowed him to like, you know, call off days and stuff. And he would be there for every freaking like field trip, every, you know, my mom was there for all the award ceremonies. Like I love it. they did, they did their parts. Both of them did what they could with what they had, um, is what it was. But I don't know. I feel like somewhere along the way, I was just very, I was very like, I don't want to, I saw how much they worked for us girls to give us everything that we could possibly have. And I felt like, I guess I felt as a kid, like I don't want to burden them with like feelings, like my feelings to say, hey, mom and dad, like I'm sad about this because like, just because I'm sad about it. But like, if you guys are already doing the best that you can as parents, like I didn't really, I think maybe yeah. that's where it comes from because I didn't want to just add another load to like things things that they were already doing right and be like, hey, by the way, there's this though. And it's like, I just didn't want them to feel bad because I felt like something was off, even though I like they're doing things the best they could, I think is what it is. Well, listen, that's the burden for every parent is you work hard to take care of your family, but you don't have any time to spend with them. So yeah. it's nice that like at, a, at an older age, you are able to get that with them and be so close. Yeah. Um, but I am compelled to ask you though, like, you know, angry teenager dealing with anxiety and depression, if you weren't going to therapy, how did you deal with those things and kind of overcome that a little bit? So I, I went about going, doing things the way that I wanted to do them. I kept my bad attitude. I kept, you know, and I don't, it was just, it was awful. Like I look back at it now and. It was horrible. Uh, my sister said one thing. <laughs> my sister, my oldest sister, and she was like the rebel out of all of us girls. Like, I would say mm. she was like, she really, she really, but um, anyways. Are you putting her on blocks? She, like, <laughs> she, like, she's great though now. Like she learned through like with her stuff and all the things that she did. And so with me, I was like, well, I want to do whatever I want. And so my attitude is my attitude and no one can change me. And I just had that mentality. But one day, she told me one thing that really fucking hurt my feelings. And I was like, all right, you got to cut this shit. You got to figure out what's going on with you because this is not okay. She sat, she didn't even mm. sit me down. She kind of just like came to me and was like, nobody fucking likes you because everybody has to walk on eggshells with you and nobody likes a person like that. And she was like, so if you don't want to change yourself, well, then you can just be by yourself for the rest of your life because nobody's going to deal with it anymore. And I was like, mm. oh, that hurt me so much. And I was like, you got to figure it out. Like, and you got to figure it out fast because you're losing your sisters. And I think, and like my parents were like scared of me and my attitude. And it was kind of just like an ugly feeling after that. And after that, I was kind of just like, all right, you need to, you need to shut the fuck up and just sit with yourself for a little while and just figure it out. Like really figure yeah. it out. So that's what I did. Like I just, I toned it down, you know, like I still have like a few outbursts here and there, obviously, because it was going to fix itself overnight. Um, but I really sat right. down and was like, all right, bro, like figure this out, like, re like recognize your triggers. What's going on here? Like, why do you feel this, this way? Like, and I sat there and I, like, I got help from my brother-in-law as well, though. 
because he's a very, I would say he's wise. He's very intelligent. He read, he reads a lot of books. Um, so when <laughs> yeah, he asked you if you were alive recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. He asked me, he's yeah. like, are you live? And I was like, Brad, I don't even know if I'm like a human being. Um, but he, <laughs> but he's like very, he's very intelligent. And I don't like, I don't even, everybody that meets him loves him because he is like the wisest person that we know. You can go to him for anything and he'll have mm. advice to give you, or he'll have a story to tell you that will lead you to the right the right way i don't it's it's crazy but i got a lot of help from him um and again this is because i wanted help i finally wanted to get better i wanted to feel better i didn't want to continue like being the way that i was uh, and he was very he was very um like gentle with it all he was he would say like hey i know sometimes people don't want help but like if you ever finally want help like let me know I can help you like he and he would put that out yeah. there. He would understand that, you know, like I wasn't ready to be helped yet. But then he he let me know, right. like, when you're ready, like, I'm here to help you. Like, we can talk. You can talk about whatever. I'll sit and I'll listen, you know. Um, so right. so it was him and my oldest sister that really, really kind of like didn't push me, but they really encouraged me. Like, I can I don't have to be like that. And they because they knew I was with them all the time. Like they were the people that I hung out with the most, I want to say, apart from like my school friends and stuff, but they really knew who I was like deep down. And they knew that I, I wasn't just the, the angry honey with the bad attitude. Like they knew that wasn't really me. Um, so they really yeah. helped encourage me to like figure out what the hell is going on. So you can not be like that anymore and not be like that anymore. I, I feel like in a way, like you knew that wasn't you too, yes. right? Like you, you're, you're kind of like, you know, this isn't yeah. me and you wanted to get better. Yeah. You know? I, um, I was, yeah. And that's really inspiring. You gotta, you have to recognize it within yourself is I would say, because for the longest time, like I knew that wasn't who I was and it's not the person that I wanted to be either, but I, something just made me very angry. And then I like switched goals because growing up as a kid, like I was, I was a sweetheart. Like all my teachers would always be like, oh, honey's like one of the nicest students. Like she helps others, you know, she's very caring, honest and yada, yada, yada. Um, and I don't, I really don't know like where the roles switched for me, but and, like I got to high school and I was just like angry all the time. Um, and then eventually I was like, this is not even me. Like it was like some sort of like crazy facade or whatever that was going on. But like, I was like, this is, it was tiring. It was like it was like exhausting, like being the mean girl or like being mean to everybody. Well, yeah. So I was like, I'm enough is enough. It, it's, it's so interesting you say that too, because I feel like we have very similar situations, but yet very different at the same time. Like I remember when I was in high school, my parents were getting a divorce and things like yeah. that. I was just so angry at the world and I was kind of like angry at everyone around me. You know yeah. what I mean? And like. I had I had to go to foster care for a day and I think that pissed me off and and when I got to college I felt like I was really just kind of this asshole like I and which is a lot of reason why I do this podcast in general is because I feel like people got a people got to see a, a version of me that wasn't really myself okay. it was kind of like the ang it was kind of like just the angry version of myself yes. you know just angry and I had something so similar where this girl that I was um, uh, very familiar with, she comes up to me one day and was like, dude, 
and kind of exactly what your sister told you. It was like, dude, you're, you're, this isn't good. Like, you know, no one's really vibing with kind of the personality that you have and who you are becoming and things like that. And it, it when I say it hurt my feelings, I mean, it really it breaks your heart. Hurt, hurt me. Yeah. Before. Yeah, it did. You know, because you always think that, but you don't want someone to yeah, say it. Yeah, someone finally out says it, and you're like, fuck. Like, damn. Like, yeah, I'm like, ouch. Uh-huh. You no. Know? And you want to get angry, but you're like, dude, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I really had to make a change. And, you know, it takes time for people to kind of, because um, you know, I always say this, I know some people who saw me in college, maybe your opinion of me is set in stone, but for others, you know, there's more of me to see it. And it's kind of just seeing a different side of someone because you never really know what someone's going okay. through. And so the fact that you're able to recognize that about yourself is, I think it's it's so important. It really is. Yeah, I totally get it. I mean, I feel the exact same way though. Cause like you say, people like in college might've perceived you like completely different because they saw only like the angry version of you. There's probably a ton of people that look at me and think, oh, she's probably just a bitch for life because, like, that's who I was for so long, you know? Um, People now, though, probably see me and they're like, who the fuck is she? Because she's, like, completely different. Like, I'm much lighter, like, like energy-wise than I used to be. You know what I mean? Like, your energy definitely carries. Like, I, it was very heavy uh, for me growing like not growing up but like in high school a lot I didn't have like a big group of friends and stuff and like the people who were outside of my friend group only ever saw like oh don't mess with honey like she's kind like she kind of has an attitude and she's kind of like one of those girls and stuff like that um but like the people that really knew me mm-hmm. knew that like oh she's really not that bad but like that was just that hard shell that I had that was just like angry and she, yeah, I do have an attitude. Don't like make me use it, like stuff like that. Um, but now, now, yeah. now my mom looks at me and she's like, "You're a completely different person." She's like, "You're the little five year old that I remember that would run around the house just like being sweet and like you know." She's like, "You would really come back to yourself." That's what my mom told me after after like months of like trying to figure my shit out, um, which was really mm. nice to hear because. I finally felt like, yeah, this is this is really me. Like, I'm not that mean person that is rude and, like, has an attitude all the time. Um, like, I still can be. Like, I can be, obviously, to defend myself when need be. But, like, that's not who I am as a person. And so when that came from my mom, I was like, that feels good. Because now I really know. Like, someone, like I kind of felt it in myself that I was coming back home to me. But having someone say it to me was a real confirmation. Like, yeah, I'm on the right path. And I'm, I'm like, really putting in the work to, like, be who I am oh, again. Yeah. So that was nice. Oh, yeah. Because you can feel yeah. you, you, you can feel when you're like, okay, I'm I'm getting back to who mm-hmm. I am. You know, you can yeah. feel that. Um, th- that's interesting, though. I, I mean, it really is just to, to hear a different perspective from, you know, your point of view. But being on TikTok, though, where you put yourself out yeah. there and yeah, I think you mentioned before, you know, they, you have some there's even some haters out there who say this and that. How do you deal with that? Because that's just complete strangers. It's, it's probably vulnerable putting yourself self out there and saying, OK, this is me and having someone comment. this. Yeah, that, you know? um, I don't really. <laughs> I don't I don't like to like I'll obviously I see them. 
Um, in the beginning stages of my TikTok, uh, there were times where I would respond to some of them and just like have a sly like remark back, like something really fucking mean. Yeah. Uh, just because that's, but that's that's my Love personality it. too. Like if someone says something to me, I always have like a very quick remark to say back. And now yeah. my TikTok is kind of, I would, I don't know if I want to say it's growing, but it has more followers than it used to. I used to only have like 10K. It's but it's, it's like, throwing. yeah. So, so now when I get hate comments, like I'll read through them and some of them are, j most of them actually are just angry men, um, which I don't understand. Cause I'm like, I'm a 23 year old girl just talking shit on the internet. Like, why are you so like, why are you really angry? Um, so I sit there and I, I think about it and I'm like, well, they must be going through their own insecurities to really feel a type of way. So like, I don't, bother responding back like sometimes i do if, if what i have to say is not that mean um but most of the time i'll hurt people yeah hurt people. so most of the time i just read it and i'm like whatever like you i don't know you you don't even know me and most of the time i feel like they are receiving my tiktoks like completely wrong anyways like most of the shit that i post is like a joke like unless i'm being like dead serious which usually i'm not um it's just a joke, and if if, uh, if it flies over your head, it flies over your head. I really have no control over how you perceive me, um, so and it's none of my business, really. Like you'll put it out there on on social media. People have their own opinions about you. I mean, people talk shit. Everybody talks shit, and it's like, all right, like now what? Like you talked your shit. Now what? Like I, <laughs> it's not going to change my day. You know what I mean? So I don't really deal with it. I, I like to read them and laugh out loud. Absolutely. But like, other than that, I don't really engage anymore. I I totally feel you. I, I, I imagine <laughs> it's a different situation. For me, I I'm, I am I, I feel like I'm so busy, I'm not really on social media mm -hmm. that much. Like, I post what I have yeah. to post. And then I kind of, you know, I kind of go back to whatever. But I imagine there's a lot of different, yeah, like you kind of said, yeah. I imagine there's some inappropriate comment. I imagine there's like people just being, being a dick just yeah. to be a dick. So, it, but you're saying it kind of, that's like the lowest form of your like worries. You don't really yeah, care about no. that. Because like you watch the video anyways. I'm like, you watch the video, now you're commenting. If anything, you're just gaining me more views. Yeah. So like, thank you for that. I mean, like the Amen. the comment Amen. was, I like the comments ugly, but like you took your time to post it on there, so like that's cool. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's whatever. Yeah, you're like I'm doing my job yeah. somehow. Or yeah, not. <laughs> that's exactly how I think of it. I like that. I like that a lot. So um, for any, because um, it seems like you're really down to earth, really kind of like a, a person that people should you know, look up to, if I may say, oh, what, what, what is your advice for some, you know, young TikTok creators who may be women, because I don't have that okay. advice, right? Uh, maybe who women who are maybe experiencing some of that anxiety or angst about maybe posting online or about just dealing with mental health in general. Like, do you have something now that you do to kind of balance yourself out or, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, okay, so I don't know if this is, be on that topic but i was just thinking about this the other day um posting on social media you think a lot about like oh how are people going to perceive me like what if they think this or what if they think that or like what if this video is not good enough for like people and they don't like it and yada 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 
Um, because I used to think like that too, posting or like my early posts on TikTok, I always think like, oh, well, how are other people going to see me? Like, is this going to be something that they'll like that, like that you got to do it for yourself is all I have to say. Like, it's not, it's not for anybody else really. It's for, for, (laughs) for yourself. Um, so I would just say like, the way people perceive you anyways is none of your business. Like, it's not how you perceive yourself. How do you think of yourself? You know what I mean? So if you're going to do anything, do it for you. Um, the, the, it, it's mm. all about confidence. You got to be confident. You got to believe in yourself. You got to be confident in yourself uh, because people are going to talk with what a, th- everybody talks, you know, good, bad, whatever. You're going to find your people. Um the haters are going to hate, like as cliche as that sounds, but it's always there. Not everybody's going to love you, but that's none of your business as long as you love yourself. And, you know, you just got to do it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Thank I love you. That. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go into my next segment here, which is just helping me become less. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ask you a few questions from a woman's okay. point of view and just kind of if you can do just give me an okay. honest answer. So you, you're a beautiful woman. What does what what does a man do? What can a man do to gain your attention besides not cheating on? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna be honest. It it I get asked this question a lot actually, and I don't really have an answer because for me, for me, mm. it's hard for me to find like to be like my I don't pay attention to things. You know what I mean? Um, no, like, that's a hard one because guys don't really, I would say in person, like a genuine, like in-person connection is a thing, but you don't want to be like too, too pushy mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? Cause that can kind of come off as creepy, right, right. but social media wise, like I don't, I'm not really flattered by like, you know, like compliments through the DMS and stuff like that. Like most of the time I ignore them. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's just me, like. The so slut sliding in your DMs, it's like. No, not, not no. Um, maybe when I was younger, but like now, now it's like, like, come on, like, let's be real here. Like, I'm a real human. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of. Let's be real, it's yeah, never gonna happen. Like, and most of the time it's from people that are completely like not in my like area either and i don't i I don't frown upon like long distance for online relationships that's not what i'm saying but for me personally it's not really one of those things like sometimes i'll get compliments and i'll I'll say thank you but other than that it's kind of just like what else is there to go off of like it's not really for me i would rather meet somebody yeah exactly i've heard all of it and it's kind of like now it's boring so i'm like i'd rather meet someone organically at like a fucking farmer's market or like at a coffee shop as cliche as those sound but like that's that's where i I would rather meet someone um because social media is so fake and i feel like if you go on my instagram and you see me and on my instagram i feel like a lot of guys already have like an idea of me and it's like probably way off than who I really am. So it's kind of like when they message me, I kind of already have an idea of what they think I am, depending on the message they send me. And it's like, I'm probably not that girl anyway, so I'm not gonna bother. Like, I can't, I, you're either gonna get let down or you're gonna, I don't know, but like, either way, I'm probably not the girl that you think that I am. Um, so I'm not gonna sit here and try to waste your time. You know what I mean? Like, 
love it. I mean, yeah. Get it. <laughs> so super straight up. Uh, oh my God, it had me dying. Like, Listen, you yeah. live in Jamaica. It's not yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like, <laughs> for, for you, though, um, if, if, well, I mean, you live in Vegas. So, like, I'm sure, like, you can go anywhere and just randomly, organically meet someone and say, oh, like, even if, like, you go to your local coffee shop or the same coffee shop every single day, you see a really pretty girl and you see her every day and she goes there, like, all the time, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, start a conversation, see see what kind of drink she's having, like, coffee that she likes or something. I don't know. I would rather meet someone like that than, like, on social media. You know what I mean? So I, do, I completely agree with you. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been trying more. So, well, are you on, um, are you on, so you're single, are you on any dating apps right now? No, I don't do dating apps. Uh-uh. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I hear you. So, uh, I have been on some dating apps and I, uh, I want to ask what you think about this. I, th- this is a video that blew up for me is I put my opinion okay. out there. Uh-huh. It's just my opinion. I know some people are that's okay. Out, but I, I, this is my, my so I'll, I'll match with someone and they'll, and okay. it'll be great. And I'll be like, okay, let's go out to coffee on okay. Friday, right? Because I want to get to know you in person. I was like, that's how you get to know someone. They'll be like, well, let's, let's text for a little bit before we go out to meet in person. And I don't, I don't yeah. vibe with that because I'm like, I can text you for, a year too much doesn't matter but i won't really get to know you yeah. unless we're in person so like i don't get that i don't get like let's text for a long time before we actually decide to meet in person i don't vibe with that whatsoever i don't what do you think? okay so personally i don't really like that either um i will say that i've done that before for like yeah. with guys like in the past it's like oh i'm not ready to meet yet like let's just text um now that i look back on it uh, like yeah. personally for me it was just a fear of meeting them like I wasn't like I was kind of nervous to meet them um so I would like that Mm. that might be same case for those girls like just a fear of like having to actually meet someone um there's it's a there I feel like there's a lot of pressure so is that more boredom like what do you think about boredom like on their end like just wanting to text or what yeah like I, I yeah, are they just wanting to talk, or is it is it just like, are you bored, or are you generally like kind of nervous and you just don't want to? You're like, oh, I want to vibe with, I want to make sure I vibe with you through text before I vibe with. I I just don't get the oh. point, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I just want to well, ask you. I don't know if it's boredom. Um, I personally, I'm not a great texter. Like, I get bored through text, so like, I'd rather hang out with someone and sit and talk with them. Um, for other people though, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like. I really can't say because it's hard to say for like speak on other people. I don't really have knowledge on that. Like maybe, maybe they just want to feel your vibe like through text before they meet you. Cause some people, some people like are weird. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you're weird. You seem pretty cool, but I'm saying like other people, (laughs) other people could be weird. Like, like you can meet someone say on Tinder and like their profile seems really cool but like the minute you meet them they're like a completely like different person but that's where like preconceived ideas of that person come from like you already think they're a certain way based off their pictures and now you're disappointed because they're they're completely different a person that's why I don't do like dating apps and like DMs and stuff like that because everybody already has like a preconceived idea of you based on like what your profile says 
And it's hard. It's hard to, like, it's hard to even, like, go off of anything like that. It's it's crazy. Now, listen, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer ruined it for everyone else. I get it. Um, (laughs) That's that's (laughs) another thing. Yeah, fucking, oh, God. That's another thing. So I'm going to ask you, uh, okay, a couple of rapid fire questions. Just give me your opinion. Um, what do you think about, like, so, uh, me, my parents were really romantic, like, they got divorced, obviously, so, I never really got to see, like, you know, a perfect image, so, I always went off movies, but what do you think about, like, for a first date, do you, does a guy go huge romantic, like, I'm going balls to the wall, bringing flowers all out, or does he make it a little bit more chill? What would be okay? So I'm a hopeless romantic. Um, I grew up watching my parents. Like Mm. my dad would, like make like cute little dinner setups with candles and like crystal glass wine and like, like surprise my mom when she got home late, like on the weekends and stuff. Like beautiful. Um, I also like really like Disney movies, like princesses, fairy tales and all that. So like personally for me, it doesn't have to be anything big, but like, you know, like the whole flower gesture, like that's, that's nice. A girl likes that. Like that will make her feel like, you know, un- I don't know, would make me feel like, wow, this is cute. Cause like most guys don't do that. It's not, it's people say, oh, that's bare minimum. Um, not, well, it's not anymore because like nobody does it. You know what I mean? So, like, personally, I would like that. Um, right. But I've also dated guys that were, like, perfect gentlemen, would open the door every single time I got into the car, would open the door, like, for restaurants. Like, he would pull my seat out, like, at the restaurant, make sure I was pushed in. Like, like uh, that's just me, though. Like, I'm a hopeless romantic. I like feeling like, you know, I like being in my feminine energy and having like a masculine be like, okay. okay, this is my role and I'm going to do it. And you can just sit there and look pretty and feel safe and feel comfortable. That's just me though. That's just me. That's all. I that's, agree. That's just me. Um, no, I, yeah. I fun with it. So I'm, I'm going to take yeah. that to heart. <laughs> what do you, what do you feel about, um, what do you feel about, uh, sex on the first date? I've never done yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not personally, for me, I've never done it just because um, sex is like, it's it's different. Like, I'm one of those girls that can't just have sex with anybody. Like, I have to have, like, a connection there with them. Um, have I, uh, like, I've tried to, like, just do, like, like, the sneaky link thing or, like, casual sex or whatnot. That happened with, like, two other guys, and it didn't work out for me. But even those guys, like, I knew them for a long time. Yeah, no, like, even those guys, like, I knew them, like, one of them was, like, a friend for a while, and the other one, like, I'd known him, like, through school and stuff, um, and, like, but there was, like, it wasn't even pleasurable because there was no, like, genuine connection where it was, like, I care about this person, so it was kind of, like, eh, like, it's not for, I realized that it wasn't for me, so I don't really, I wouldn't have sex on the first day, I've never had sex on the first day, I don't think I would start now, if I'm gonna be honest. No, I, I completely get you. There is something weird about that. Even for a guy, I will admit, like, if I ever had a sneaky link or something, it'd be kind of different to be like, yeah, we're just fucking compared to, like, I actually really mean I yeah. like you and I like you. And, you know, yeah. what I mean, there is a difference. I agree. With yeah, you. there's not not everybody's like that. Um, what do you what do you feel about? Uh, no, no. Not everyone's not. And to be honest with you, I feel like, well, so here's my question is, like, do you feel like, nice guys really do finish last because you mentioned 
oh, I dated a gentleman who pushed doors in for me and things like that. But I always feel, I've always heard of like the nicest guys always just okay. get cheated on. And I'm like, what is what is this obsession with girls? So, guys? okay, so this might go on for a minute because I had a, this conversation with um, <laughs> when the last guy that I was just dating, like we were just, it wasn't like official, but we were like going on dates and stuff. Um, and I knew him from like high school. I, I dated him, like we were boyfriend and girlfriend in high school and he was the nice guy. Um, and I ended up breaking up with him because I was not ready for a nice guy. And he always, and he switched up. He switched his roles. Like now he's like a player boy, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I told him, I was like, why did you change like that? Like, why did you do that? And he was like, well, the nice guys never get anywhere. He was like, you broke up with me. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, because I wasn't ready for a nice guy. I was like, that doesn't mean like you can go and like, I was like, I wasn't ready for a nice guy. I was like, that wasn't your fault. I was like, that wasn't you. That was a me thing. That literally was a me thing. I wasn't ready for that. And he was like, that doesn't make sense. But he was all, girls like bad guys. It, do, it doesn't. Okay, I mean, so explain to me. Girls will only accept the things that they believe they deserve. And for the longest time, I only accepted half-assed love because I didn't fully love myself. So after this, after the full-on oh. two-year two relationship that I had that, like, completely went to shit— that's when I realized, like, what the fuck? Like, obviously, I didn't love myself enough to continue a relationship like that. So after I got out of it, I was like, bro, like, you got to put poor love into yourself. Because if you can love a guy like that, we did that to you. Like, why can't you love yourself enough to accept a guy that's willing to, like, go above and beyond for you? And that's yeah. what I mean when girls yeah. are ready. Sometimes girls are ready for the nice guy. And so the that... The guy that I was just talking about, he was like, girls like assholes, so I'm going to be one. And I was like, all right, well, girls only like assholes for so long, and then they're going to fucking leave you guys alone and go find a fucking husband to marry. I was like, and that's when all the nice guys finish. I was like, when girls are girls are finally ready to accept, like, a nice guy, like, they're going to—they will not settle for anything less than that nice guy. And that's what I mean. Like, it's it's a crazy concept to think about, but that's how I view it because that's how I feel. Like, I wasn't ready for a nice guy because I dated the nice guy and he was the only nice guy that I dated. And then after that, it was kind of like, yeah, these guys were kind of nice, but they were like fake nice because like, because like they were only nice because I wanted them to do these things. But he did those things because he wanted to do those things. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's different when you ask someone to do them for you. And this, he just, like, did them for me because he wanted to, is what I mean. And, like, there's guys out there that are like that. But, like, that doesn't mean, like, I've been on a few dates with, like, a few nice guys that, like, would do those things because they wanted to. Um, but, like, sometimes the connection is just not there. Like, we don't click. Like, we can't be friends. And I'd rather be friends first or at least get to know you on a friend level before, like, being like in a relationship because you can't really it's hard to start relationships if you don't really have a friendship like foundation because then it's hard to be yourself like you don't really know if you can be yourself you don't feel safe enough to um that's just my opinion though no i completely agree with you also for i mean you heard it first for any nice girl out there yeah, just wait your like, turn 
Right? You don't have That's to. Like, well, like you don't change. <laughs> like he changed like completely, and I was just like dumbfounded. I was like, bro, that's not you. And he knew like it's not him. Like that's not who he is. And I was like, that's not you. I was like, you're not like. I was like, let's be real. I was like, you're more of a hopeless romantic than I am. I was like, let's be fucking for real. And he was yeah. like. Yeah, but that never really got me anywhere. I was like, you didn't even try to date anybody else mm-hmm. after me. Like, I was his first and only girlfriend. And, like, that ruined it for him, apparently. And I was like, that wasn't your problem. So for the longest time, I tried explaining this to him. And um, after a while, I think he kind of got that idea that, like, yeah, the whole player thing is not for him. But I don't think he was ready. Like, hear me out, though. Did you did you want him back after that? Did you want him back knowing he was an I don't know if I wanted him back. I because we were friends even like in hi- high school, like even after I broke up with him, like we kind yeah. of like he hated me for a little bit, but we ended up becoming friends like afterwards. Um, and we stayed friends like throughout high school or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then she, we obviously didn't get reconnected until after my breakup, but like after my breakup, we got reconnected, and I was like, well, he's always been my friend, and I always told him like we would be friends. Um, but he lives a very different life than I do. Like he's, he's kind of like on the more like a spotlight scene. Um, so it, it's, he's, he lived dif- a different lifestyle, but he also, he, he changed a lot and I understand why he changed, but I always told him, I was like, that's not really you, but maybe it is you. Like, I don't know. But, like, the friendship, the bond that we had was yeah. still there. Like, we were very, like, sort of like my best friend. Like, he's my best friend. Um, so, like, it's not that I wanted him back. It's that he did a lot of things that, like, were very, like, wow, that was really nice. But he only did those things for me. So it was kind of, like, it was kind of hard because, like, I didn't really want to fall for him because I knew he was a certain way. But it was, like... It's unconditional love for him. Like, I will always love him because we've always had, like, that friendship bond there. So, like, I don't know. It was complicated. That was complicated. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I love it. That's, that's, that's actually kind of fantastic. <laughs> I will. Uh, so, okay. I'm, let's I'm okay. Do rapid fire here. Uh, another question is, what do you, uh, what do you look for in a guy? Like, what does Honey Maxwell look for in... A husband. A guy right now. <laughs> a husband. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. A mm. husband. And I got a husband. Nope. No games. No fucking bullshit. Like, I'm over it. I'm over all of it. I My brother-in-law just asked me this the other day. He was like, what do you look for in a guy? And I was like, a husband. I don't want a boyfriend anymore. I want a husband. And I'm not saying that because I want to go, go off and get married. No, yeah. I need a guy to come for me and act like a husband. Because when I'm in love and I care for someone, I act like a wife. So that's what I expect. I expect a husband. That's mm. what I give. That's why it will, that's what I'm ex- accepting. That's sure. all I expect. That's what I want. I'm not settling anywhere. <laughs> are you are you in that place right now though? Are you are you in that place where you're like I'm I'm not looking for anything or are you looking for like okay, I'm No, I'm not looking for anything. But like There's... if someone comes and finds me and they're interesting and I think they're interesting um and they want something with me, I would be like, okay, well, you better act like a husband. Otherwise, I don't want this. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not actually ready to, like, mm. put a ring on it. Let's get married. Have kids. Like, do the whole nine yards. I'm just saying, because 
people are like, oh, talking stage, dating, boyfriend, girlfriend, but like doing all this weird shit and boundaries. It's like, fuck all that. I act like a husband. That's all I need because I act like a wife. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not actually ready to get married, but in, in the relationships that I've been in, I act like a wife. I cook, I will clean, I will do laundry because that's how I care for people. That's how I care for people. Like, that's just how I am. So it's like, why can't I have that? Like, if you really want that, like, if you want me, that's, this is what I'm giving you. Like, I give you the wife. Like, I treat you like I, a husband would, or a wife would treat her husband, like a good one. So, like, why can't I have that? You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't want to get married, but this is what I offer. This is what I give. This is also what I expect to get back in return. That's just how, that's how I think now. Every man right now just fell in love. Every man just fell in love. It's crazy. Uh, a couple more. What, just, what do you think about a guy having girlfriends, quote unquote, uh, like while you're dating and vice versa? How do you feel about you having guy friends and going further than that? How would you feel if a guy was like, hey, you cannot have any guy friends while we're dating? Like, okay, what, what so this is a good one. Um, I, okay, in the past, I was, I was like not okay with it. Like, as long as the communication's there, like, oh, yes, this is my one friend that I've been friends with for a very, very long time. And I don't feel weird vibes because you, I know, you have to know, like, people just know. Like, I know when a girl wants my man and my man will know when a guy wants me. It's very obvious. I, I feel like I've always known, like, the difference between just like a regular friend and someone who wants to be a little bit more than your friend. I've always felt like, you know, like I kind of knew. Right. Um, so, yeah, you can have guy friends, girlfriends. Like, you can have your friends. Like, I'm not going to mess that up for you. Um, but the minute that I start getting, like, your little girlfriend is, like, being too much or, like, she's, like, getting jealous or something, I don't know. Because girls are weird. Guys are weird, too. But, like, the minute that I start... I start picking up on that yeah, yeah. and I say that doesn't make me comfortable and you continue to do it like that's where I know it's like you're fucking weird and she's weird too like you both are weird so then I'm not okay with that like it's fine because you guys and girls can literally be platonic like I have a I have a guy friend that's very platonic and he has a girlfriend and it's crazy because she literally like I'll FaceTime him and she'll be there and we'll all FaceTime all of us three FaceTime together. And sometimes I want to talk to her more than I want to even talk to him. And he was my friend first. Like, I don't give a shit about him anymore. Like, and now I want to be friends with you because you're a girl and you probably get it. Um, that's what I mean. Like, cause there's some girlfriends, girlfriends that are like, oh, like, oh, he's hanging out with his girlfriend like too much or whatever. Like, yeah, bro. Like that's his fucking girlfriend. Why, yeah. why would he not want to hang out with her? Um, but I mean, I think it's fine as long as like, there's no weirdness there. Well, what about a guy saying to you, Hey honey, I don't want you to have any guy friends. Would you push back on that? Or would you be like, well, dude, this has just been my friend for a long time. Or would you be like, okay, fair. I get your balance. Like, oh boy, you're like, would you feel like, okay, this guy's insecure or like, I respect that. Okay. What, what so in the past I was like, all right, fair enough. Cut them out. No explanation needed because that's just who I was. Um, and then I realized like you're, that guy was full of shit. And like, I cut off all my fucking friends for you. So now, now I'll sit with myself and I'll be like, okay, they don't want me to have this guy friend. Let me go ask why. 
Be like, what is, what do you feel? Like, what is it that you're feeling about this guy friend? Explain it to me. And, and maybe, maybe I could sit and understand that. And if it makes sense, then yeah, like I will cut them off. Um, if they don't have like, I don't know. I really don't know because I don't really have guy friends anyways. Like I do, but like not, not really to the point where it's like, oh, I wouldn't want that guy friend. Like my guy friends like hit me up like every couple of months just to check in and see if I'm alive and I'm okay. Um, so if a guy was like, oh, I don't want you to be friends with him anymore. And it was because he sent me like a, like a, my monthly check-in text message or something. I'd be like, that sounds, that's ridiculous. Cause I don't talk to this friend like very often. Like this is like a lifelong friend. That I don't even talk to very often. Like that wouldn't make sense to me. And I would just have to see what I can do about it because I'm not cutting off lifelong friends anymore. Cause there, I do have some friends that I've had for a very long time that I don't talk to very often um, that I'm not just going to cut out because like this person can't seem to understand that, you know, it's different. It's different if I was like yeah, texting, FaceTiming them like all the time, hanging out with them all the time, that's different. And, and, I could understand why he would be uncomfortable. But if it's just like literally a buddy that checks in on me, see if I'm fucking alive. Like that's like, what's the problem there? That I wouldn't understand. But that's, a, that's tricky. Are you the type of girl? Are you the type of girl? And I don't take it offensive. I can't tell if you are or not. But are you the type of girl who is like, I'm gonna follow that bitch on Instagram or I like, uh, let, let me go through your phone. Like what, what type of... What type of what type of girlfriend? I used, I used to be. I used to be. I will <laughs> sit here and admit and say that yeah, I used to be that girl because I was also very insecure. But also, it was because I had a partner that literally cheated and lied to me. Like these, that the trauma, the trauma that you True. carry with past experiences, they don't just go away. And it's very hard to like sit there and be like, okay, I can trust you. No, not really. Like, show me that I can trust you is what it is. Um. But wouldn't you say it's so hard to not to like to go back from that? Like once you give me a reason not to trust you, it's almost impossible oh, yeah. to, to like. Yeah, that's, it's difficult. You know I mean? It's difficult. But that's where you have to sit and think, like, is it worth it? Because, you know, as a person, if like if you sit with yourself enough to know yourself enough, you will know when a situation is right for you and when it's wrong for you. You'll you'll know when it's it's time to go or if, if you think it's like worth like to pursue um but like i'm not i i could sit here and i could sit here and ask and say unfollow them can you unfollow them or like delete them or whatever i could sit here and ask you of that will i no i would expect you to just do it because that's what you want to do not because i want you to do it does that make sense as Personally, I Absolutely. think when men Absolutely. find the women that they want to be with, they will do everything and anything without her having to ask. They will just know, I feel like. And and if they don't know and they ask, like, they will ask, like, hey, right. what is it that I can do for you? And they'll do it without having an explain, without having to make her explain, like, why she wants it done. They'll just do it because that's the girl that they want. Like, that's how I see it. Like, yes, a girl can sit there and ask a billion things of you. But, like, oh if you don't want to do it, like, there's really no point in her asking. So, personally, like, 
yeah, I could sit here and ask, but I'm not going to. Like, you should want to do that for me because you want to do that for me, not because I'm asking you to. Out of respect. Yeah. Because yeah. out of respect. Yeah. Out of respect for me. I get you. So the, the one, of the, one of the questions I got from one of your fans is, what do you have next in your pipeline? What, what's, what's your what's your TikTok about, really? Like, what, what are you, what's like your main audience? Just women who hate men? Or My TikTok is literally just whatever I'm feeling that day. I'm going to be honest. If you... <laughs> If you go through my videos, like, like none of them it. are like here. Like I have one where I'm spinning on a chair and like I have one where I'm talking about a bad dream that I had that people took far too serious. May I add? Because comments on that video, I was like, it's literally a dream. Like there, I'm not dating anyone. There was nobody I was mad at when I woke up. Like the one that you mentioned earlier it? when it was like uh, he was on the phone and it ended up being a dream at the end. Yeah. Like. People were like, oh, I bet you were mad at him when you woke up and yada, yada, yada. I was like, ah, joke's on you. There is no him. Like, that was just a fucked up dream that I had. I'm not seeing anyone. Like, <laughs> like what do you mean? <laughs> that was just funny. Like, like, that shit is funny to me. Like, people assume everything. And someone was like, oh, like, I bet oh you, God. like, made him have a hell of a day. Like, there is no him. There is no him. I just had a random fucked up dream. I'm sharing yeah. it. And now y'all are thinking I'm dating someone. Like, y'all are crazy. Like, I thought I was crazy. Uh, That's crazy. Like, people are just assuming stuff. Uh, <laughs> but no, like, my TikTok doesn't have, like, it doesn't have, like, a niche. Like, like I said earlier in this podcast, like, it doesn't have a niche. I don't have trends that I'm going by. I don't have, like, certain little things. Like, I just post whenever I feel like posting or if I'm just like, if I want to talk to myself on my camera that day, like I'll just post that or yeah. I don't know. Like I can I sit there it. and talk shit about men if I wanted I to, that. but like, I, I, am I going to? Nah, like I could, but it, no. unless I really feel angry at men that day, like I've, it's not like a main focus of mine. I just do whatever I want to do on TikTok. That's it. <laughs> I, well, my podcast uh -huh. is niche, but it, like my my podcast is not really like about anyone specifically. So anything that I go through along with mental health relationships yeah. and things like that, I will talk about, right? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But, you know, most of the guests I have on my podcast, whether they're psychologists you know, psychiatrists, therapists, or even just uh, content creators. They are women because I like to get a different side of things. Which I respect. From a male I respect so, that. Because um, I think someone said like, uh, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, I, I'm always looking for a woman's perspective and a woman's point of view. It's not just a male, like, yeah. 
you know, fuck your baby mama type of thing. It's no, I'm just going through the emotions of my life and figuring things out for myself, you know? And I, I, I really love that about yourself because I feel like you have like a really, I don't know, you're really genuine. Everything we spoke about today, I'm like, I try to be as honest as I can be. Sometimes I'm a little too honest and it's like too much for people, but like, that's just life. You know what I mean? Like, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, I, I, I get the impression you would scare me. Like if you're mad, I just get the impression that you would frighten me. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, it's all about being as genuine as you can be because you can look at a person and see what you want to see but like being able to sit there and talk with them and figure out who they actually are it's a different story i understand that there are liars like there's people that have put on masks and stuff but i it's very easy to sift through people like Mm -hmm. that it's very you know what i mean like you can tell the people who are honest and the people who aren't honest Um, sure is it's very obvious it's very obvious but that's that's life honey i i deeply enjoyed our conversation i felt like um, you know, I feel like a lot of people will vibe with you. I feel, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people will fall in love with you. I feel well, like a lot of people will learn, learn from you. Um, you, Thank you. are an amazing person. I hope they learn something. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a cheater. Don't, don't be a cheater. Be. Cheaters only make strong women, I feel like. So uh, the ones that no, really heal, right. they make strong women. So, I Amen. mean, go ahead, cheat, but like you'll never get her back. <laughs> Amen. And uh, look, I, I I don't care what you say. I feel like this this... You, you, uh, you really, how, how do I say it? You, you really showed your ex, like, like, yeah. that, uh, like a <laughs> block match. I mean, seriously, you were amazing. Um, well, I enjoyed this. I feel like I made a new friend. Hopefully you may agree. agree. You may not, but you're my friend either way. Um, uh, it was a but... very enjoyable conversation. <laughs> really enjoyed talking. I was. Like, you had really good questions. That was great. <laughs> I try. I, I try to come with the heat. I watch a lot of your podcast or a lot of your TikToks. So uh, thank you for giving me good content to laugh to. So I, I've been asking all of my guests this to kind of like just throw them a, a curveball at, at you know the end okay. of the at the end of the episode. And I'm going to ask you and be honest because you know I, at this point <laughs> okay. I can tell whether you're lying to me. But <laughs> so I really don't know. Um, I wouldn't put it past me. Like, I, I've been told I'm really good with kids anyways. So it's like, I wouldn't say I wouldn't date someone with a kid, but I honestly don't know. Like, depending on, on the guy, I guess, like, if you have a kid, I mean, like, what's like, you you know what I mean? Like, well, it's just like another part of you hanging around. Why? That's kind of cool. You know, like, that's a little mini you. Like, I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past me, though. I wouldn't put it past me. I think of my, I mm-hmm. think of my daughter as like my partner in crime. She's like, you know what I mean? She's like, 
She's she's not she's yeah. not like baggage. Oh yeah, she's like, like a plus. My, you know what I mean? One of my sisters, she had a baby, and she was a single mom for a long time, and then she found a really good guy to be like, you know, step up, and like, he really accepted my niece like as his own, like, and that's very admirable. Like, I admire him for that because not very many people are willing to do that. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't know because I they've never nice. had a situation like that before. But I wouldn't put it past me, like, if I got the chance to, like, step up and be, like, you know, like, a helping hand for, like, another little human brain being growing up, like, I, they could probably learn something from me. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past me. Well, you do seem like a good role model. And to all of the women listening, um, I looked <laughs> honey right in the eyes and she's telling me the truth. So give give someone the, give someone a chance if they <laughs> if they do approach you. Uh, well, this has been great. I don't want to take more of your time, but l- listen, thank you so much. We are definitely yeah, BFFs. I hope to have you on again sometime. And um, I'll message you after this, but really, thank you for being on the show. And thank you um, for having I, me. I feel like we I had a really good chat. I think we had a good chat. Like, that was really fun. I've never done a podcast before, but this was great. This is a really good first experience. Minus all the technical issues, like, this was great. So, no, I'm that. just happy to be your first. Uh, honey, I'll, I'll message you shortly, but thank you so much again. Thank and, uh, you. Uh, I already love you. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Well, thank you for joining me on another episode of the Single Father podcast. Uh, I really love this episode. Um, you know, I felt like Honey was great. You know, uh, uh, one of the reasons I have women guests on the show is to make sure that I'm not out of touch with different perspectives and, and, and feelings that other people may have and to make sure that I'm staying in tuned with my own kind of reality, if that makes sense. I really respect women's opinions and, um, and I feel like they can also teach us a lot of different things when it comes to love, relationships, mental health, and, and to, to be quite frankly, even fatherhood. Um, so I, I really loved uh, Honey as a guest. She shared a lot with me. She was very open and I just truly respect that. And I felt like she was just amazing. Um, so thank you again to Honey. Um, guys, uh, please like, subscribe, share, leave a review. It definitely helps the podcast a lot. Um, uh, again, as I said in the beginning, check out the Patreon. Um, it's again, Patreon slash single father podcast. Uh, there's different opportunities where we can engage with each other. And, um, this podcast, uh, this episode ended up being a little long, so I'm not going to do a mailbag right now, but I promise on the next episode, I'll dedicate a, uh, a pretty significant segment to just answering, um, you know, your guys' questions. So, um, I promise that will be next episode. Um, we're going back to weekly episodes. I know I was on a v- vacation, but uh, expect weekly episodes. Um, thank you guys for being um, a follower, a supporter. Thank you for allowing me to vent with you. Um, this was great. You guys are amazing. And, um, you know, I love having our little community where we get to vent with each other as a pack, which is why I like to say my motto, Vent Pack. Um, once again, guys, thank you very much. And uh, I was your host, Kendall Doniker, Father Deasy. Until next time, bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.